Good morning, my name is Lauren. I'm one of the missionaries from Long Beach. And today's invitation is to contemplate and to face our realities with God, to not hold back in expressing ourselves to God. And someone who I think is an inspiration and who can help us to do this is Zara Yaqub. He was a philosopher from Ethiopia. He lived from 1599 to 1692. And he was a man who lived in a time of persecution. And at that time, he was a Coptic Christian. And at that time, he and his people were being persecuted by the Portuguese. And he was wrongfully accused of trying to plot and overthrow and kill the king. And so he fled. And he writes in his treaties that for two years he hid himself in a cave, begged for his food, and the only thing that he took with him were the Psalms of David. And he prayed with these Psalms with the very real circumstances of his life. So in a time of exile and religious persecution, it is precisely in the hiddenness that he was able to contemplate and face his reality. And he reflects upon the violence between his people and their oppressors because they were equally brutal to one another. And he examines his relationship with God and he dares to question the nature of God. He asks, whom am I praying to? Or is there a God who listens to me? At this thought, I was invaded by a dreadful sadness, he says. In vain, I have kept my own heart pure, as David says. So that's from Psalm 73. So his cry seems to also echo the theme of Psalm 74, which is a deep lament psalm. And it questions that if and when God is going to act in the name of justice to protect God's people. And I think that the honesty of the psalms, psalmist seems to allow Jacob to touch his own pain and to voice his existential questions to God. He admits in prayer, quoting Psalm 94, 7, Is the inventor of the ear unable to hear? That's from Psalm 94, verse 7. Is the inventor of the ear unable to hear? So he contemplates himself as this created being gifted with, a gift, with an ear to hear and the capacity to reason. And it begins this beautiful contemplation of his own existence and the existence of humanity. And it launches him into this argument for the existence of God. And I bring this up because he, Zerah, Jacob, he held nothing back. The psalmist held nothing back when they wrote their psalms. And I think that that's something we can model our own prayer and relationship with God after. Because to ask the question, is the inventor of the ear unable to hear, does presuppose a creator. Deism is the belief that God creates, created the world, steps back and walks away. We don't believe that. 
God has revealed to us in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, that God is intimately involved with our lives and in this world. We don't have an impersonal God, but one who is very close. We have a God who wants us to express all that we're thinking and living to God, including our doubts, including our anger, even our anger towards God. Because Zerah Yaqob and the psalmist, they trusted God so much that they felt that they could say what anything to God, anything, and they knew that they would still be loved. And that's exactly what we can do too, is to hold nothing back from God. Because sometimes don't we wonder if as well, like Jacob, if God hears our prayers, if, if God sees our pain, and if so, why is there so much suffering in the world? Why does God not act, we might ask. The psalmist asked this, these very same questions too. In Psalm 74, verse 10, the psalmist writes, psalmist writes, How much longer, God? How long? And that's the question I think many of us are asking in this time during this pandemic. How long will it last? How many more lives will be lost? When will we go back to normal? What will the new normal look like? When can we be together again? So I think that praying with these psalms can really help to open us up, to help us to see what's inside. A poem that I really love is by Rumi. It's called The Guest House. And he talks about the, um, the human being as being a guest house. He writes, every morning, a new arrival a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. He writes, welcome and entertain them all. Even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight, the dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door, laughing, and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. So I think that we this morning can ask ourselves, who is in our guest house today? Who are we walking with? What has come to stay this morning? Perhaps it's anger. Perhaps it's sadness. Maybe it's confusion, doubt. Because the reality is we may be in quarantine, but it is not possible to quarantine our emotions. Like it or not, they accompany us on the journey. But they're what emotions are what make us human. Somebody else who is very famous in the Bible from 1 
Kings 19, Elijah, he too was on a journey fleeing from his life, afraid in a time of persecution, um, like Zerah Yaqub. He was running to save his life. He was afraid. And he sits down as he's journeying into the wilderness by himself. He sits down under a bush and he says his own lament psalm. He's very honest. He says, Yahweh, I have had enough. Maybe we feel this way. He says, take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. And then he lays down and he goes to sleep. But then something amazing happens. An angel come, comes and interrupts him, interrupts him in his despair, touches him and says, get up and eat. And what is amazing is that this happens not once, but twice. And he awakes to find a jar of water and hot scones on some big scones on some hot stones waiting for him. He's been provided for. God wants to nourish us for the journey. So I think that it's also important to savor the goodness that we have received because God is reaching out to us every day in little ways. Maybe it's beauty. Maybe it's been an unexpected phone call with a friend. There are so many ways that God reaches out. Maybe it's been a line of scripture. But we need to savor those ways that God is feeding us, that God is nourishing us. Otherwise, the journey will be too long. And that's exactly what this angel tells Elijah. He says the second time, get up and eat or the journey will be too long for you. So Elijah gets up. He ate and drank and was strengthened by the food. And then it says he walked for another 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. So this morning, I just invite you once again to stand before God. Perhaps enter your own cave of prayer. And may we let the hiddenness allow us to contemplate and face our own realities. That we can perhaps feel that as we acknowledge what's going on inside, maybe we too feel invited to write our own lament psalms, like Elijah on his journey. Or perhaps we want to draw what we're experiencing in this month, in this moment, or even just to name what's going on might be enough, but to really examine who is in our guest house today. And I invite you to trust that God is at your side, to invite the Holy Spirit into our homes, to accompany us on this journey, to strengthen us on this journey so that we can once again Get up, rise, taste the goodness that is within our lives, and may we welcome God and whatever comes.